so stressed and excited for them, but also I've no- what? Okay, this is the end of the game? This is a sequence break. Like, this that's is what, one of the major glitches. Oh, that's dope! Stop it! I don't it. know how that <laughs> happened. I don't know how that worked at all. <laughs> How am I gonna get through that? Wow, Samus, are you okay? Uh, what? What is happening? I don't know what they're doing. We went in the room backwards. Oh. Yeah, which by the way, they're like 17 minutes ahead of my old run now. Oh my God. That's wild. What is this? And welcome to Need for Speed Running, a podcast about friends hanging out, talking about video games and life and absolutely insane speed runs. Uh, I am Ruby Hart, and I have some friends here with me today. Uh, hey, Hobbs, let's start with you. How you doing? Hi, uh, doing good. I had a nice weekend and everything. I'm uh, excited to watch the game for today because I have run this game before and uh, I haven't done it in a very long time. So I'm really curious how it's changed. Okay, so we'll get a lot of information from you on this one, it sounds like. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, I, I'm so bad about remembering speedruns. I like stop playing them for a week and they just float out of my brain forever. <laughs> oh, God. It, they're not only rust, but when you're in those early stages of learning one, it just kind of fading away if you don't practice enough. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's so real. Um, and Luigi, hi, how's it going? Hi. Uh, I am Luigi's apartment, and I jump like a coyote. All right, yep. let's just move on from okay, that. Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> I have questions, but okay. Uh, so, question for y'all. So, Hobbs, you said you have speedrun this game. Um, yeah. Luigi, what is your exposure to the Metroid series? Um, this is the first speedrun thing I ever looked up uh, I didn't play them a lot when I was a kid I think they were like above my pay grade I just I when I beat fusion I decided that I saw that there was a timer and I knew from video game history that Samus uh, different things will happen to Samus depending on uh, how much stuff you get and how quick you get all of the stuff and it seemed impossible so I used the internet to see if someone had like a, a a route, which is what the word probably I would not have used at the time, um, or just if there was anyone out there thinking the same thing like I was, and that's how I ended up watching like Metroid Prime 100%, you know, segments and stuff. So yeah, like my my existence, my knowledge of like many people, I think knowledge of of speed running comes from the Metroid series. Like it's the first thing I oh yeah I outright knew. Oh, people actually do do this, and it's not just me trying to have like the best SMB one time I can to impress my neighborhood friends. Um, <laughs> there's like people who actually have a you know Deer Force and you know have a long-standing community around this stuff. So. That's cool. What else is going on? Heck yeah. Um, I feel like there are many of these games that we've watched where I'm very excited to watch the speedrun, but I have to admit I've never played it. I have never played a full Metroid game. So mm. I know what Metroidvanias look like, but outside of like playing uh, Samus and like Super Smash Brothers, <laughs> really don't know much. So uh, I'm really excited for this to be kind of my entry point to the series because I've heard Dread is a great, like Hobbs, you said that earlier, that it's a fantastic entry point to yeah, the actual yeah. series. It, yeah. It's also just like a fantastic game in the first, in its own right. Like it's, it's really good. Um, it plays great. But I was like you until Heck recently yeah. and, you know, in the last few years or so. Uh, I had never played a Metroid game at all until we decided to do Super Metroid for the first step. And that game still holds up really well. Like, it's clunky to control in some ways, but it I understood after playing it, like, how ever, why everybody holds it so highly. Uh, and it's really great. Now I've done a few different 
Metro games since then. They've mostly all been fun. Fusion, I think, wasn't, like, my favorite, but I didn't completely hate it. Mm -hmm. They just kind of started injecting too much story, and I was like, I don't care about the story. I just want to, like, run around and find things. Yeah, I think I think there's there's bits of that game that are really effective, like um, uh, the tone of being scared and alone in a space station with a mm -hmm. uh, really really souped up you walking around trying to kill you. Um, yeah, but then I think I think I think Metroid Dread has a has a bit of the things I don't necessarily like about Fusion in it as well, with just the a lot of times it's like, nope, I I really do have to go this way. Like, I can kind of dick around in this little area, but I really do have to go this way now. Yeah, there's some linearity in it. Like, they, they yeah. there are a few, like, sequence breaks and stuff that they knew about and they left in. Um, but there, there's definitely some linearity to Dread, like, more than most um, mm -hmm. Metroid games, I would say. Okay. It's really fun to play, but... It is so fun, uh, though. <laughs> I kept trying to explore, and it was like, no, no, no. Like, you, you can do that later. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a yeah. real D&D story is great as long as the DM is doing a good job. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in a series, though, that it it's sort of the point of you're going to be bouncing back and forth. Um, a big, a big con point of contention in the speed run is the elevators and the trains uh, the frequency of that, um, which yeah. is, you know, annoying for the speed run because you want to get past those loading zones. But it also speaks to the game itself where, like, it's everything, you you know, when you're going to a different area, you have to load that in with, like, a train. Whereas, you know, Super Metroid or even Fusion will let you, like, blow up a wall and you're like, oh, crap, I'm in a different area. Like, I am, the map mm -hmm. has changed, um... And there's not so much of that in this one. And, yeah, it leads to a lot of boring loading screens. Yeah, there's a couple times, especially because they literally, like, are just silent loading screens with not much going on. In there. And they're just long. Mm. But I think Metroid Dread is, is uh, kind of falling suspect to or susceptible to the same thing that a lot of Switch games since 2021 or so or 2020 have been, which is... That that switch is kind of old now, and they still want to keep doing really cool things with it. And even when it came out, it wasn't super high spec. So uh, yeah, they're all kind of falling victim to that a bit of of like, yeah, they just it's gonna be a long load because that's how the game works. Like, yeah, that's, or that's how the hardware works. They're they're pushing the. I mean, you know, like in some ways that the Tears of the Kingdom is loads fantastically well, but then those are also the people that you know. That it's their it's their hardware, <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, with, with all the crazy stuff that game does, it it's got pretty good loading times. Complete side note, Luigi, uh, I finally started Tears of the Kingdom, like actually diving Yay. into it. So yeah, just that's my quick Tears of the Kingdom report. Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah. Are you, we really launched into this one. Um, is everyone doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I, know, I was gonna ask like, has anybody been doing any kind of gaming or speedrunning updates since last time? Uh, well, I just want to give Hobbs a chance to, to yell about Archipelago, but but yes, Ruby, tell us about <laughs> for like the seventh episode in a row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, good. I'm finally uh, deep diving into Shadow of the Colossus again, and this okay. week I got two PBs within 24 hours. Nice. So you're getting the new tricks down. Yeah. So like I'm learning a few new tricks. Uh, a friend PDO has been helping me with pathing, and like my sum of best at this point comes down to like a 101 or 102 which would put me in like top five so versus the like 11 awesome. i'm at now so like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to super advanced strats and close to an hour yeah they're it's so cool um so yeah the shadow has been my big thing outside of just playing way too much Baldur's gate y'all i am obsessed with Baldur's <laughs> gate anyway Tell us. that's gonna be the one that i rant about forever um how much do you want me to tell you? Because I feel like it's so much better if you don't go in with spoilers. Tell me about one of your favorite D&D &D characters 
that a weird adventure they had because you said you were you were telling me that uh, you have put your D and D characters into this game, and that's just like something you can sort of do. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing that's really cool is because you can fully customize your ancestry class, all those different things. You'll get different options for the dialogue, so you can go through and spec them out like you did when you played them, or do a slightly different version, and your story will be completely different. Um, from what I understand, there are like. 16 different full narrations of the game. So there are several different full canon plots. Um, And there is one in particular that is called the Dark Urge. And this is basically a quote unquote preset character. You still customize what they look like, but they Mm -hmm. have a backstory and I'm not going to get too into it, but it's really cool. Uh, Highly recommend playing Dark Urge. So right now I'm making a uh, tiefling barbarian named Angie, and this is when I played for like three years in a D&D campaign. Nice. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never really – I've tried D&D a couple times. I've never really played D&D games except I think I tried playing Neverwinter Nights like forever ago for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad, that it, I'm glad that it's been fun. I know a lot of people have been enjoying it. Yeah. What about you two? What games have you been vibing on this week? Uh, I mean, I've, I've still continued, yeah, the Archipelago, multi-world madness, yes. uh, doing Kingdom Hearts 2, Dark Souls 3, and um, Marvel Snap in it, because I added Marvel Snap to it. Uh, been playing a lot of those. That's been really fun. Yeah, I saw you playing Dark Souls today. Yeah, I was doing Dark Souls 3 today. So yeah, like, the, there, you just take the randomizer checks and, and plug them in and... Uh, yeah, like you need a game that has already got a randomizer, right? But I mean, it it so you're all you're making a randomizer as well through the archipelago. Like you don't you use its own seed generator. You don't use a different one. Um, mm-hmm. But you, they're gonna need some kind of mod for the game, unless you're doing a manual version, which is what I do for Marvel Snap. And those are just neat because you can do them for anything. You could like yeah. make one that's for doing chores around the house. <laughs> it's like, oh, I get a check when I load the dishwasher. You know, I get a check when I weed the garden or something. Um, so like that's that's pretty neat. Uh, people have made them for board games and stuff like that. I think that's cool. Um, but they're all like those are kind of honor system. You don't like tap into a, a game. Um, but they're yeah. also really fun for prototyping. So, like, I made one for Crash Bandicoot as well. I'm making one for Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze right now um, for Spike. And it's cool to, like, have them as those manual ones as, like, a way to prototype. Like, is this going to be a fun way to do a randomizer for this if, like, you know, we can get this actually integrated into the game maybe? Um, it's So it's really neat for that kind of thing. Uh, and I... I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, we also did Lunistis for TFS recently, which is like a, it's it's kind of like a, a PlayStation One style three uh, D platformer, but linear level based, like Sonic, uh, like two D Sonic, where it's like you have an Act One and an Act Two within each zone, okay. and you you keep moving on, but otherwise it's a three D platformer. And uh, I did that for TFS, and it was super fun. Uh, game's like five bucks. Highly recommend going and picking it up. And um, it was they have like three different characters now, and they're about to come out with like some big update apparently too, some big free update. And uh, yeah, it's just really fun. Highly recommend. Okay, jumping onto that. I've seen this game. Yeah, yeah that sounds incredible. Uh, the speed run was cool too. I saw it at like SGDQ, and um, I know it was at Flame Fatales. I don't think I caught that run unfortunately, but uh, very. Very fun one. I'm trying to remember what else we did for TFS recently <laughs> because... Oh, we did Pikmin. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We did Pikmin, and then it, for anyone who wasn't at our watch party um, for the last month, we actually like watched Pikmin 1 as uh, part of the yeah. watch party, and it was really a really cool speed run. Like, I was actually really impressed. The Pikmin 1 speed run just kind of goes, goes hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that yeah, that one. one's pretty great. I remember. I can't remember what we watched after that, but yeah, we watched um, uh, yeah one or two other things. Yeah, always always down for Pikmin. I've been playing a lot of Pikmin four, but um, yeah, 
that Pikmin One speed run was was good. I hadn't watched one in a while. Yeah, I still want to go finish all parts for Pikmin One because I got two files very close, <laughs> uh, and then had to had to stop and and probably dive into some of the other games at some point. I don't know. They, it seems like a something I'll I'll try at some point. I did buy the second one when I bought the first because there was a bundle. So mm. uh, I'll give that a shot at some point. And two's uh, all right. I don't know. Maybe try out three and four, but. They're fun. They're like little baby RTSs. Uh, mm-hmm. Four is like a sequel to two. Mm, um, okay. I don't want to say one is a sequel to one or anything like that. But yeah, four is like it's weird how much like two and unlike three it is. So, mm, okay. yeah. Interesting. Uh, four is really good. Three is really good. One's my favorite. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Luigi? Which been um. Yeah, a lot of Pikmin 4, which uh, has a night mode that I really like, which is kind of like a mm. horde mode. Oh, nice. It's like a, it's not a limited thing, but like it, it eventually unlocks and then you have to do it every so often. But yeah, it's really fun. I wish it last would last longer. It seems like it's always over so fast, but then it's because you're you're just trying to survive the night or kill all the guys and like. But I want to get all the stuff. Like, there's more stuff out there that I want to get. Yeah. Like, can, can I go get the other stuff? And they're like, no, this is the nighttime. You do this. I'm like, oh, okay. Fine. But uh, I, I, it's really fun. It's different. The Pikmin are different. They, they, they act completely different than just normal ones because they're like these ethereal glow Pikmin. So they just mm-hmm. have different rules. And they just oh, like, cool. blink to you. And stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Four is pretty great. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to. I was trying to play as much Metroid Dread as I could too uh, for this. I didn't get all the way through it, but uh, I got like five of the seven Emmys. I it. I like it. Like like I was saying, what I got. I it's it's good. It plays really well. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I have some issues with the design, but that's, you know, whatever. But yeah. as much as much Pikmin as I, and I got stuck playing Vampire Survivor for like, you know, <laughs> an afternoon because that that'll happen to everybody. That, that'll happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to have your basically idle game uh, weekend yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Universal Paperclips is mine. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, that's I, right. I downloaded yeah. Egg Inc. a while back and. Now my nice. I, I, I I have stopped, but my girlfriend has not. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, should we dive into the game? Yeah, yeah. It, it's super. I just it's one probably the biggest thing I liked about running this game is unless you're waiting on an elevator or something, it mostly just moves. Uh, and the running and just jumping and shooting in the game, the core basic controls are so crisp and clean and feel extremely good. And your running speed feels quite fast, even before you like get ways to make it faster. And everything about it just like feels nice to control, which is very not Metroid sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Super Metroid is not like that. <laughs> not no, no, that it's way. not. To get um, it to look that good, it is like you have to fight with the, the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's one of the really fun nice things about it but uh yeah let's well i think oh, there's um, difficulty selection why did i forget that that existed <laughs> just makes it longer because it's harder and you have less missiles i i'd imagine i just forgot that there was a difficulty selection <laughs> i watched uh a how to train a speedrunner or at least i had it on the background I, I tried to absorb as much of it into my head as i could um mm. Which, you know, by just passively listening to it. But, um, oh, yeah, they, they said that people sometimes will play on rookie mode just because it makes the first boss easier because. Yeah, the first boss, I remember, was brutal. Yeah, unless you want to go get like a, a, a missile plus tank and waste a little bit of time. Um, yeah, it just makes the first boss easier or something like that. So. Yeah, I, I guess the rest um, of it is just, you know, the other difficulty levels are swag. I don't know. I, I wonder if they they might have added the difficulty selection in a later patch, because I remember they had an update that added like the dread mode and they might have mm-hmm. added all the difficulty modes at that point, because the normal difficulty is the most popular 
category by like fivefold. <laughs> like there's like five over five hundred runs mm-hmm. of any percent unrestricted energy yeah. on normal, but on rookie it's more like a hundred something for no major glitches and like twenty five for unrestricted. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that is just like rookie mode didn't used to exist and now it, it did does. not. It yeah, yeah. actually did not. Uh, that okay. and the dread mode were free right. DLC. Gotcha. Okay, so that's why I like didn't remember. I don't know. It it could yeah. just be like it's the first time I'm playing through it, and and I find a lot of Metroidvania games frustrating because I'm like, I see the thing that I want and I can't have it, and I'm like, when am yeah. I going to get it? And and I get to the next room and it's like, ooh, a thing. I bet it's going to be this, and it's like, no, you're. You're not going to get that it's for another like three hours. Thing. Yeah. Um, so you know it, it's it's a bit of like first playthrough, but it always felt like there was one way to go until after like three of the Emmys were dead. I I found myself in a spot where like oh I can actually explore this map freely and and go pick up a bunch of old stuff. And I and I don't know if that was like I'm just rosily remembering. Super Metroid is because there are there are times where it locks you into a spot or it it wants to teach you a trick or like speed boosting or or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, maybe I'm just like ah, it, this is it's a it's a better constructed game, and I'm just full of shit. But I don't know. It it I, just it feels claustrophobic at times. It's a, it's a scale too though because. Um Something that I remember happening to me in Super Metroid, and I hate when this happens to me in Metroidvanias and just any game, is hitting a point where too much of the the world is open to me, and I get, like, I, I, I find, I think I explore every single nook and cranny, and I cannot figure mm-hmm. out where to go. And in Super Metroid, there are a couple That's times true. where it's like it's because you just had to bomb in this room, and there was no indication, and it was like that bothers me. Um, That's very true. That happens a lot in in like Super Metroid and some other games. In Dread, I feel like it doesn't really happen outside of there's like one spot in particular where there's some there's some blocks that you just have to shoot, and there's like an enemy that walks up there, so they expect you to like aim and shoot at it, but you might mit, you might not, and you might not hit the blocks. And if that happens, you're like you're in that same situation of not knowing that there's just some destructible blocks you got to destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they did it because they don't do it like practically anywhere else in the entire game. And it's such an old Super Metroid thing that I'm like, duh, you didn't have to do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Especially in a game where they give they could do that weird Super Metroid stuff. There is a power that lets you see blocks that like they eventually are like, okay, you've you've played long enough here. Just look where everything Mm is. Yeah. So Um, they could do it later. Yeah. That doesn't have to be something so early, but. So yeah, um, they they could hide crap like that everywhere, but they don't. Um, mm-hmm. Even when they give you that thing, so it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did look up my time. I didn't. I guess I never submitted it to the leaderboards, but I got a one hour forty seven minute and twenty four second time, which okay. would put me at three hundred and sixty fourth. I would be tied <laughs> with two other people for three hundred sixty fourth. Uh, now, did you did you know about pseudo waves at that point? Uh, yes, but I only used okay. a couple. Uh, there were only a couple spots where I had, like, there's a couple that are, like, easier than others, and I I didn't mm-hmm. do, like... Oh, wait, no. I was an idiot. I did even the hard ones. I forgot. I was dumb, and I was like, I'm going to do this until I lose time. Uh, or, or, like, I, I will lose time by continuing to go for this thing. So, yeah, mm. I think I did, I did the hard ones, too. Um, there, but, there's yeah. a way in this game, Ruby, we're going to see a lot of them. Um, and dear listener uh, who wants to watch along with us uh, to kind of get Samus uh, through a wall, kind of, and and shoot through that wall um, if you do it right. And so yeah. that there, there are boxes, there are there are things that later they give you a mechanic that actually does. It, it's a it's a charge beam that will attack through a wall or underground to get a bad guy who's burrowing. Um, Basically like there's a power up called a wave beam that lets you mm -hmm. shoot through walls and pseudo wave is just like, it's, it's like having the wave beam, but you had to do a glitch to make it happen. That's really cool. Okay. You have to get like a, like a certain 
pixel of Samus past a barrier or the wall, yeah. and and it and it doesn't realize the wall's there and lets you take a shot. Thank you for translating so, because yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> I don't know what any of these tricks are, but they sound really exciting. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, are, they are going to constantly be doing stuff. Uh, it's, it's same thing with like Super Metroid. Uh, every jump in Super Metroid has like twelve inputs that need <laughs> to go into making it look fast. This not so much. Uh, it controls very well. Even like the speed booster lets you like run around with it, uh, jump. Whereas before, if you like so much as look at the jump button when you have a shine spark you will go flying off in a direction. But this, like, lets you keep it. It's kind of cool. Like, it, it plays really well. Like, the, the it's a lot of fun to play, so. Yeah, it, it plays extremely well. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome, yeah. We were just talking about low percent on the, um, on, on our Pit That's Stop true. episode. Most recent one. And there there are both a 0% and a minimum items category, uh, or categories. I, I don't... Um. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> I don't know what the minimum number of items is versus zero percent items uh, or zero percent of the game. So I, maybe it has to do with whatever the percentage, whatever actually counts as percentage for that game. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm betting zero percent is some sort of broken credit skip or something like that. I don't know. Well, um, 0% is the longer one. It's an hour and 48 oh. minutes, whereas minimum items is 59 minutes. So Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not probably sure. in the rules somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly sure what the uh, the difference is, but... It's got to be just like the kind of shit we like category that you were talking about of, here. here's the minimum items, here's what we... You got to get the morph ball, you got to get missiles... Uh, or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was taking a look at the SRC rules, and I I don't really know. It's not exactly clear. Yeah, I'm trying to look at it. I I think what it might be is minimum items is like you're only allowed to get the things that the game expects you to need to beat it, and no like expansion, like no missile upgrades or oh. no health upgrades stuff oh, like that. Cool. So yeah. it might be okay. like that, like a a challenge run kind of thing, and then zero percent sounds good to me. Beat the game while collecting zero expansions. Um, oh, okay. Collecting major upgrades is allowed but not required. So I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave that one as a as a as a um, an exercise for the listener to figure out what the difference between zero percent and minimum items is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I'm excited to watch the unrestricted category as somebody who like ran NMG. I am curious. Yeah what some of the larger glitches are then should we dive in yeah so i'm i'm -hmm. looking at the the times right now and the top time for both normal and rookie mode for unrestricted is on twitch but the second place time for each is like six minutes slower or something so i'm kind of thinking we just deal with uh, watching it on Twitch <laughs> instead of YouTube. Like sometimes we like to use okay. YouTube because then we could do it right in, in Discord and make it easy. But uh, So 46, 44, 46 minutes, 44 seconds from Sa- uh, Satorha, Satara. Uh, okay. And then for comparison, there is a no major glitches on rookie mode that is an hour and seven minutes. So it's like 20 minutes faster. Um, same runner for both of them, actually. Uh, this is who's how to train a speedrunner I watched for oh, nice. MG like six months ago. Um, nice. So, yeah. And I will say this this run was pretty fun to learn. And uh, for NMG, it wasn't too hard. Like there were a couple tricks that were hard mm-hmm. that were definitely difficult. Um, and then there were a couple like boss fights and stuff that were just a bit tricky because there's a lot of mashing. Uh, but they did start allowing turbo controllers, I believe. And um, yes, yeah, there there's that. like some restrictions around them. So that way you can still have matching for skill and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, it was mostly like it was really fun to learn. It, I will say that it has the Metroidvania problem of learning any any of those runs, which is because those games are meant to cross their own paths and stuff. It's really hard to remember sometimes where the hell you're supposed to be going at any point. So you got to have like really good notes. Um, until you really get it down. 
if you days off, you just automatically go down a different path because you like the routing of that path and it's fun to do. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, wait, why am I why have I ended up at this elevator? Yeah, exactly. Um, or you'll, you'll start you'll just like jump like 15 percent of the run because you'll cross that those two parts cross through the same room and you'll just forget which one you need to do. Um, I, I found that a lot with like various Metro Dread with Hollow Knight. Uh, it's really easy to make those kinds of mistakes, I feel like. And then Metro Dread also you like as you walk into a new room, it's like because the room transitions are just like these doors between rooms. It's really hard to remember what is coming up in this next room and what I need to do, like <laughs> going right out of this load transition until it loads. And you're like, oh, it's this room. And like maybe you've already made some, you know, one second of mistakes or something. Uh, but especially because you can like phase through doors and and be and it'll be yeah. like, yep, you're still in mid phase or you're you're doing your speed booster thing or, or whatever. Like, yeah, it all just carries over through the room. And you're like, I really need to remember now what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's still a fun learn. I would say fun, fun run to learn. Um, and I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what unrestricted looks like. So. I made I made a joke about coyote jumps earlier. That is a there is a a slide technique in this game that's part of the game, and if you slide off a ledge and jump, they call that a coyote jump. Um, and I think that's a thing that the devs or Nintendo was even like, yes, this is look here, this is a jump that we know about. It's in the game. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah, they did. That's definitely used in some some skips. I really cannot wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you were saying that the that some of these skips are like some of them are really difficult, but like they make sense. You you understand like why you're you're setting this up to get a specific point on the wall that you need to like hop over another thing and like yeah, like they're tough to do, but you understand why you're you're doing like a you know, a Zelda setup where you gotta like hit the wall a couple of times or something like that. Yeah. I had good explanations too, like from like Vulagen was helping me learn it a lot and he had good mm. explanations um for how to how to do it. That that how to train a speedrunner is uh very good. It was uh the instructions were really easy to understand. I wasn't trying to do any of it, but um yeah. It uh nice. yeah, good. If you yeah, want to learn. For anyone who, who doesn't know how to train a speedrunner is a uh, a GDQ hotfix show. So if you want to check that out, you can just search on the Games Done Quick YouTube for like how to train a speedrunner Metroid Dread. You should be able to find that. Yeah, it's it's a really great place to dive into speedruns. If you aren't sure about if it's for you, you can see kind of how the tricks break down. I mm-hmm. can recommend it, it's been very helpful uh, learning new runs. And especially for a game like this where just the little movement tricks like quickly getting up on a ledge uh which in super metroid is like a whole ordeal and in this <laughs> one is like no it's pretty easy and yeah. like it's just instant results or doing the the coyote slide coyote jumping just the slide itself you want to slide off of each ledge mm-hmm. because that makes your you immediately start gaining fall speed a lot faster and so knowing like how to do those two things make playing the game casually way more fun because uh, you just you get more of that speed and it feels good to go quick in this game. It it's does. just uh, as a at a first time play, you're like, I can go really fast. I just don't know where I'm where I'm supposed to go now. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of cool. Shall we jump in? Let's do it. Let's coyote jump in. All right. So everyone, uh, this is how it's going to go. Uh, if you weren't familiar with our show, we are going to take a break here um, so that we can watch the speed run. If you are part of our Patreon, uh, then you will get the audio to uh, watch the speed run and listen along with us uh, for our reactions. But if you're on the podcast, we're going to take a break. So we highly recommend that you go check out the link uh, and we'll see you after we finish watching the run. Hey, uh, Ruby, improv practice was really great. Um, It was so, I'm so glad that they actually had Cokes in the machine in the, in the rec basement. Yeah. um, You know, I was here for volleyball practice. Uh, Nice. Not great at volleyball, but you know, 
No. It's exercise. No, you look like you're doing pretty bad out there. I don't know. How much is it to sign up for volleyball practice? Uh, it comes with just being a student here. I think it's part of the tuition. Oh, okay. It's free? Yeah. Just like a podcast. <laughs> just like a podcast. Okay, great. Uh, what do you do after you are done with volleyball practice? What do you want to listen to? Me? Yeah. Oh, I love doing volleyball practice. <laughs> After your volleyball uh, college improv class practice. <laughs> I have now joined volleyball because it's free. You're right. I dim. I'm, I'm in. And, uh, you know, I like uh, maybe a glass of Chardonnay. And um, I'm really into people talking to me. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, you know, just like where I'm not there. And that's really, it's, it's hard to, it's a hard setup for me. I don't know how to make that work. Okay, well, uh, you know, if you want to listen to other people talk about really cool stuff, you can go I to patreon.com slash possibly bad. Uh, and for $5 a month, you can listen to uh, those interludes uh, that we make, watch the uh, speed runs along with us. You also get special content, uh, such as being able to hang out for our live recordings of the podcast and so much more. Again, that is at uh, patreon.com slash possibly bad um let me see do, uh we have some executive producers as well Hobbs do you have that list yes yes we do uh so big shout outs to folks that are at the probably badass tier or higher who are EPs of the show thank you for supporting us we really appreciate it and uh thank you for you know letting us continue to do this thing so uh big shout outs to Brian Ward Hylian Gamer 01 Professor Hal Ethan King Tom Mangar, Lisa Slack, uh, Cassandra Lenhart, Hypiction, Lassian Laponis, and Bradley Grant. I think a couple couple people up at a at a higher tier, a couple new people yeah. up Ooh. at the uh, probably bad the mm -hmm. badass tier. Thank you so, so much. Thank you all so much. Thanks for being EPs Heck of the show. Yeah. Thanks for giving me something to listen to while I drink my shabbly or whatever I said earlier after <laughs> volleyball practice. <laughs> You definitely said Chardonnay. Ah. <laughs> and Zig Ziga. Zig Ziga. <laughs>Welcome back to Need for Speed Running. Uh, we just finished watching the uh, Metroid Dread uh, world record of the, oh gosh, help me with the category name. Uh, any percent unrestricted. Any any percent unrestricted. Rookie. Thank you. I didn't have it right in front of me and went, wait, hang on, panicking, um, which was a absolutely wild run. I know that you two had a lot more insight. I was the one basically going, wow, this looks neat. But the fact that it started off in a very basic place and then kept uh the the speed was constantly ramping in intensity uh at one point like we went from one speed to three times that speed with a single <laughs> item addition i so for for you hobbs i know you you were saying like as we were going oh yeah they're 10 minutes ahead of my time they're an hour ahead of my time so what was it like for you seeing what the like most optimized play looks like at the moment would like well, to so mention was, that was a different category too but yes, yes. i was mm -hmm. i was gonna say like i was kind of doing that because i felt like even if we were watching no major glitches i i would have been saying the same thing like oh yeah there's now like 10 minutes ahead of you know mm -hmm. all that kind of thing uh, until it hit a certain point where it suddenly they were just skipping entire like large swaths of the game. Um, it was very, it was definitely very cool. They made your route look like a hundred percent. Yeah, basically. Um, but it was very cool. They never got a single E tank, which is absurd because some things do a lot of damage in that game. Like, like some stuff isn't too bad, but others deal a ton of damage. So, uh, they were, you know, one hit away from dying a lot of the time, probably. Well, um, and I, I, one thing you pointed out, which I found fascinating is it, at first, if someone skips an item, it could be that it's too far out of the way. There were multiple that were right in the way, and they kind of yeah. stepped out of the path in order to avoid them actively. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I no, wonder no, no, what no. that does to the run. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they, there's a little like a little um, kind of pop up and jingle and stuff that plays when you collect something. So they were literally just trying to save the two seconds or four seconds oh, or whatever wow. it is okay. for picking it up. <laughs> but <laughs> like early on. 
<laughs> a lot of us would take quite a few missile upgrades. You would end up with 69 missiles. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Uh, and <laughs> As like a safety strat. Yeah, that was what you would end up with for the end because also the final boss is is pretty tough. Um, but they just – turns out if you just fucking skip the final boss and you never see him, he never shows up on screen, then, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you don't need all those missiles, I guess. Um, but no, their, their play was incredibly crisp, was super good. I, there were definitely still mistakes here and there, but you, you can tell when you see the kinds of mistakes we saw in some spots – that you can tell that it must be an extremely tough category for the the major glitches mm-hmm. um, because they were ecstatic every time they, like, nailed a major glitch. And they're currently, like, <clears throat> five minutes ahead of the next runner, four and a half minutes ahead of, of the <laughs> second place time on rookie mode. So, like, that is that is pretty huge. Um, so, yeah, their, their gameplay was extremely cool. Yeah, it it starts out like you said, Ruby. Like not mundane, but like, um, you know, pretty normal. You see some cool movement. Uh, that it, it's one of those runs where like it looks cool regardless. Um, the more you know, the cooler it gets. But just if you don't know much about it, it it automatically just looks good. You you might be like, mm-hmm. what are they setting up? which we've talked about that fairly recently uh, with like uh, Sonic and bringing back uh, Donkey Kong Country up again. But the setups pay off in in a a glitched mode. But they, yeah, like just the more you know about it, the cooler it gets, but it's just the baseline is cool. Yeah, I would say that we have three different levels of experience with this game, I feel like. And (laughs) from the experience level of hasn't even played a Metroid game, only knows the tell of the tale. um, (laughs) I, I absolutely love watching this. The graphics are beautiful. And like you were saying, just the really, really beautifully optimized movement from start to finish, along with mm-hmm. some of the really insane uh, glitches and sequence breaks. Like, yeah, for anyone who, like, doesn't know anything about the games, still a really entertaining wa- run to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you hit the nail on the head in something you said uh, earlier, too, of how the movement built over the course of the run. And that's something that I've always loved about Metroidvania speedruns and also oftentimes uh, RPG speedruns are in a similar vein because I love how the strategies develop and, and build over the course of the run as you get those upgrades, as you get the the new movement abilities and stuff like that. It's why Ori and the Blind Forest is still like one of my favorite speedruns because it has this beautiful curve to it of like just ramping escalation uh, for the the amount of tricks at your disposal like available to you and so you you often start these out moving really slow like you're just gonna walk around you hop hop uh, hop along on the floor and stuff like that and even in this game you run pretty damn fast so it's 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 nice um that your your slow walking is still pretty good um and then as you just get more and more you just start tearing through areas especially Mm -hmm. if you are backtracking through areas you've already been to as well um that can always be exciting it's i think the open nature of metroidvania is is also why they often have to have a no major glitches category or like a you know get all of the parts kind of you know get all of the the individual pieces you're supposed to get kind of thing um as they do here and as they do in ori as they do in hollow knight uh because they're so open that like all you got to do is find one way to get to get to something really overpowered, you know, mm-hmm. some late game thing early and then you you can book it to the boss probably. Uh yeah. but I I do like the having both. Yeah, so something you mentioned that was really helpful to understand like where we were in the run. If a run has a bunch of named levels and you've never played the game before, it can be hard to keep track of like, oh, they're already in the eighth level. But the moment you said the thing about, oh, they're all letters of the alphabet and that determines the order, that made tracking it so much easier from an outside perspective. I had not picked up on that playing through the game. So, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's times where like, you know, you go from 
B to D briefly or something, but a lot of times it's like, oh, you go there briefly and then you gotta you come back and you gotta go somewhere mm-hmm. else. I think B to D was a bad example because I don't know if that specific one happens, but that happens in the game sometimes where you you see something that starts with I and you're like, oh, this is probably a very late game area or something because I I was just in the E land, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that final boss, uh, I know you said that it was wild seeing uh, that particular weapon being used for the yeah, like final boss it, rush. Talk like talk more about that. Yeah. The victory lap boss, the very mm-hmm. ending. That's normally your like kind of victory lap ending to the game. You've already beaten the final boss. So you just have this like one last thing mm-hmm. and you have this extremely. Goku's blown up the bad guy and then a, and then a little bad guy pops mm-hmm. up. Yeah, you've got this extremely overpowered cannon at that point that is supposed to you basically hold a button and the thing dies. Uh, but they were actually mashing uh, or, or they were using the regular attack. Um I did look up. They do have turbo listed as. as Which was yes, a wave beam. For the. Uh, their speed run. Sorry, what'd you say, Luigi? I was, and they're using the regular attack, which is like, yeah, not even, no, not even the wave beam. Like no. it's just the the tri shot, the wide beam. Yeah, that's the 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 yeah. first upgrade you get to your attack, not counting like charge beam, which means that the damage it's dealing is not very much. Um, I'm surprised that you can even use it on that boss. <laughs> like, it, it's cool that it's coded that way. That it basically just has health, I guess. Yeah, it's like the second laser upgrade of five. Yeah. It was funny, too, because I think I remember at one point in the run, I was talking about how like, oh, they got bombs early. I wonder if that's so they could one shot Crade. We didn't see another boss like <laughs> they didn't go to Crade. We, they didn't do the experiment one. There's like a couple others they did not ever go to. We saw another with the mm-hmm. red Emmy, which is kind of like a little mini Chosa Warrior boss, too. And then the victory lap final boss thing. And that was like it. It was yeah. that in the very first boss at the beginning. Those were like all, all the bosses. There's like seven bosses or something in this game, and we saw very few of them. Actually, there's a lot more than yeah, that. There's like way more than that. There, there's like a, a bunch of Chosa Warrior fights. Yeah, <laughs> it was absurd. A ton of Chosa Warrior fights, you know, a bunch of Emmys, a bunch of yeah, yeah. Uh, regular, yeah, Kraid. I don't know. Much of this run is, is spent doing without the speed boost and without yeah. like screw attack. So it, it is a different kind of move set. And so you, you're you're doing ledge jumps and and these like kind of slides off of things and slides into jumps and the setups are all kind of similar. Um, you understand them. But once like a certain point in the run happens, it is a completely different move set. The, the speed booster suit uh the way that they hold that, it's like almost like P speed yeah. where you're just trying to keep it as activated as possible. You don't want to to use it because getting it back is is tough. And so there's like we saw ways where they like were able to I don't know if it extend it, but just keep it with them way longer. And it's like watching Mitch Flower Power like hold P speed in in a spot where like I, I didn't know you could do that. Through That's, pipes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. That, that you can even do that. So um, it's a whole different run. Yeah. Uh, that Even just getting flash shift changes it a lot. And I remember that as, like, when I was running it, it the run completely changes once you get flash shift and then speed booster right after. And in this run in particular, it seemed like it was basically NMG ex- up to that point, except they got bombs early. And uh, once you hit those tools, flash shift and speed booster, it's like, well, I guess you have everything you need in order to just click yeah. through walls. <laughs> and they just started right going through whatever they wanted. Now, we- question for you, Hobbs. Does this inspire you to go back to speed running this game? Or is it one that you're considering returning back to now seeing this? Yeah, I mean... Like, I, I wouldn't do this category, I don't think, because I do like the slow build of everything and then uh, fighting all the bosses and stuff, too. But, God, I I am tempted. It's yeah. it's just a really fun game to run. I learned it for the second step. Like, when Keys and I did, uh, we went back to some games for um, from the first step. And uh, so I only put in, like, a week or so of it. And uh, I was pretty happy with the time I got that quickly. But... I it's really tempting. It's really tempting to go back and and do more runs of this game. It was a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Phase shift sounds like your kind of thing because it, it it's got that ratchet and clank. Uh, how many of these can I chain? Yeah. And how much distance will that give me? 
And what's the the perfect way to just fall two stories into this gap? Like, uh, yeah. two phase shifts and a melee jump. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would be afraid of this category, too, because uh, I think it was after we got speed boost, I heard the runner say skew, and <laughs> skew is just a scary word. It's like air yeah. swimming. It's like whenever you hear <laughs> air swim. In a, in a speed like, oh, no, I don't want to run this. I, I <laughs> would be terrified to speed run this just because, again, I haven't touched them, but I definitely want to play Metroid Dread now. And like mm-hmm. I already was looking at getting into the series, but this speed run has kind of got me like, OK, I need to get it from the Switch store now, please. <laughs> it, it just looks really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dread's really fun. And I, I'll be honest, I said at the top. Super Metroid still holds up. It's still really fun. It's a little clunky to control at times, but like it still holds up. It's still a great game. Um, as somebody who has zero nostalgia for it, you know, I did not play it as a kid. It It's still really fun to play. So either of those are a good jumping in point. If you're like, ah, I don't want to spend the money yet or something, you could always, you mm-hmm. know, play Super Metroid through an emulator or something because <laughs> it's. It's also very fun. And and then you'll get a nice glow up when you play <laughs> Dread and you can start moving a lot faster and everything. Well, the one I do own, uh, which was a recommendation from a friend of mine, is Metroid Prime for the GameCube. So mm. I've been looking at playing that sometime soon. And I've heard yeah, that's a that good one. That was fun, too. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that one was pretty fun as well. But it's definitely very mm-hmm. different. Feel feels quite different from the others just by being in, in first-person 3D. Okay. Yeah, and, then, and this... Uh, like I said earlier, casually knowing knowing speedrun strats or a little just movement tech uh, only makes playing it casually better. Yeah, uh, just makes it more fun. I feel that way about a lot of games. <laughs> about a lot of that's like there's a lot of times where I won't look up speedrun strategies for a game because I kind of want to like take mm-hmm. my own crack at it, but I will sometimes ask in some of them like, all right runners that I, you know, people that are in my chat that are, like, already running the game or something, like, okay, teach me the, like, the three sexy movement things that I should be doing yeah. everywhere, right? Like, <laughs> like, just just the few little fun things. Mm-hmm. Teach me those, because th- that helps make uh, make runs super fun. That, that made, uh, fun. last time I played, streamed, like, Zelda 2, um, someone was just like, this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh, cool, right, nice, thank you. <laughs> Um, especially though for, for a Metroid game, whereas like we're talking about Super Metroid to get it to look buttery smooth is, is a lot of work to get this game to look buttery smooth and, and really feel that way. Um, feel enjoyable and, and fun to move through isn't too difficult, um, compared to older games in the series. Yeah. I'm not too sure about Metroid Fusion. I actually don't know much about the speed run of that, but. Like we get to a certain point where skew starts happening and Samus is running towards and behind the camera or (laughs) uh, towards and away from the camera, uh, which was a surprise to me. Yeah. Was not ready to see that. We were all trying to solve the mystery of what that was. Was it a sequence break? Was it a uh, Mm -hmm. like glitching out of the map what what was it like was it storing up momentum i I feel like we spouted like five different theories i think it was a few different things Mm because i think i think some of the time it was they just needed to be able to build up speed booster and they didn't have this the room to do it so they're like well let's just run at the camera Mm -hmm. where i can run as far as i want other times it felt like they were doing like they, they were doing something to like store a weird skew or something like that you know where they're they're kind of trying to like shift samus a bit so that they could mm-hmm. just like slowly inch into the wall um then there were other times where i was like are they doing blind movement here i can't tell <laughs> are they setting up a memory address for a wrong warp in this door i don't know like it's it was hard to tell yeah i think we saw one of those maybe uh because that's <laughs> that was my best guess for at least one of those um Building up uh, speed in place, yeah, that's a perfect. Yeah, that's great. I, I did not even consider that. So um, sometimes that I think that you're right. That is exactly what was going on. And then there's others where, yeah, if you're, I think if you're just running toward the camera, you, Samus was just slowly moving into the wall, and we like we don't know. We couldn't see their map, so we can't tell like exactly how many rooms they skipped when they 
did a shine spark straight up, but Samus was like a third of the way into the wall. Right. And and then they popped out on, like that was like the wall was on the right side of the room. And then they popped out in a like long, flat, you know, one level room. But on the left side, and I don't understand, but maybe there was a door all the way at the top yeah, through maybe. a different room. Who knows? But yeah, it 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 looks like a lot of we, we see at the beginning them setting up this shot that is the, the pseudo wave like we talked about. And then the shine spark seems to have that kind of energy as well. But you're just sending Samus through a wall to a spot that <laughs> yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend checking out um, for listeners who have played Metroid Dread uh, and ended up watching this any percent un- unrestricted with us. Uh, check out the the no major glitches run as well because it's very different uh, after you get the flash shift and and speed booster. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe maybe they still it, it might be quite different from when I learned it. They might still be skipping some uh, some major parts, but they they fight most of the bosses, if not all of them, and. Um, and there's some like really interesting strategies to try to take out some of the enemies quickly. Like, did you know that you can shine spark into an enemy to to deal a ton of damage to it? Um, yeah, a lot of the time. So that that for example is how they <laughs> they deal with some of the the enemies. Like, yeah. there, there's a fight that you go into against two chosen warriors. That's a really hard fight casually. Like, it's it's a really tough one. And you walk in with it sucks with speed booster. Um, with the shine spark set up so that way you can like try to shine spark them right away and take out one of them and turn it into a one-on-one and it's yeah um, if you walk in the room as supersonic and then just run into them they're (laughs) basically you've wiped out most of their health yeah yeah there's some bosses that you one shot that way it's interesting Uh, (laughs) that's incredible is it like a frame perfect kind of thing or is it just you are generally trying to run in as quickly as you can they just don't expect people to ram samus's face into the into the boss and i love it they knew what they were doing i'm sure they were like yeah if you want to take the damage and ram samus's face and and a lot of the a lot of it too is that a lot of the rooms are not large enough for you to get build up a shine spark Mm -hmm. or there's not a straight Mm -hmm. platform long enough but if you build it up coming in and you're able to like maybe you have just enough time to launch the shine spark before you run out because it you it does only hold it for a few seconds for like six seconds or something um yeah then yeah you it's like okay kudos you get to one shot the boss now (laughs) because there is that mechanic is in super metroid um but it all it also costs you health like it does here i assume well, it Shine Spark doesn't that. cost you health in Dread like, like it does in Super Metroid. Um, but okay. the fact that you run into the boss, I think you might still take damage from them. So, <laughs> Just a regular damage <laughs> like hit from, from it. Yeah, from just running yeah. your face into it. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a health trade-off. And so you could be like, well, yeah. I at this part in my route, I could stand to just not deal with this bad guy and wipe it out with a Shine Spark. But I'm going to really have to hope that I get health in the next 30 seconds to make it worth it so it's sort of a trade-off yeah it's super metroid ruby it was like the dis the entire time you're traveling a distance in the shine spark animation you're losing health while you're doing that so oh that's cool yeah it's cool and also very annoying sometimes (laughs) well i know you also were saying that there were like the hot rooms which immediately makes me think of like the fire tunics the uh goron tunic and the legend of zelda series of like oh wow they shouldn't even be able to get into this room yet so how much damage are they taking in those heat rooms uh i i think it kind of varies but they like they were getting health drops in it while they were doing it like there's some spots where they know like you could if you have enough health like you could Mm-hmm. sneak in here a little early and maybe get an upgrade or something but you're generally not going to be crossing the entire room there's also cold rooms as well um that behave the same kind of way so uh we yeah. didn't see any of those i don't think in the entire run nope that was never <laughs> mentioned so i had no idea that's neat <laughs> a lot of those hot rooms are just like they've got a an item at the end of them yeah um, it just turns out that one was you could use it to traverse and skip through an area earlier. They wanted you to go around that. Yeah. And normally, like, you're not going to have enough health at that point to make it all the way through the room unless you know exactly how to move quickly. And they were even defeating the enemies to get health drops as they were in the room. And then they still got spit out with, like, 20% of their health. So it was, it was still <laughs> yeah. dicey. Yeah, and it's weird in, in this game. Uh, old Metroid games, when you go into an, a room like that, it will just start, like, 
your counter will just start depleting yeah. by one, but like really fast. And this one, it just takes out a big chunk. I don't know how, how big the chunk is. Yeah, it does like kind of 15 at a time or something. Something like that. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I never got a good sense of how long I could stay in those rooms because like mm-hmm. it just, the, there's something about the predictable number draining as opposed to the like 50 points coming out every two seconds or yeah. something. I'm like, I don't know. When I was doing runs, there was like one missile or health upgrade. I think, I think it was a missile upgrade that we would get in a lava pool inside a room. So you would like, you would just damage boost. And so if you took some yeah. damage going into that room, it was like, well, I can't do it now because I, I won't make my way back out. Go Metroid. I go Metroid. I can't wait to play this game just in general. Yeah. It yeah. looks really cool. Definitely. Very fun. Super fun casual game. Mm-hmm. Well, hey to everyone uh, who is listening at home. Thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, here. Hobbs, what are you up to this week? Uh, I'm probably going to be doing more multi-world and I signed up for a Crash 1 and Saint Trilogy, uh, tournament. So I'm going to be doing a few Crash 1 runs, which is, uh, kind of neat. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've watched you run Crash 1. Yeah. I, I used to do like three fifteen percent runs, which is like all of the things in all of the games. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do a whole lot of just doing Crash 1 on its own. Um, well, so. there's no hop slide. Yeah, no option. Exactly. Why would I bother? Uh, but no, so it'll be that'll be fun. Um, I am also doing actually uh, this will this will have already happened by the time this episode comes out, sadly, or or actually it might be happening right now when the episode comes out. Um, I don't No, It will have already happened. Uh, I, I'm doing a big like stream with keys where we're going to do um, a soul link for Pokemon that is uh Basically, like, our our Pokemon are linked, so if one dies, the other one dies. And then we're going to use that to, like, raise um, funds to hit stretch goals for doing a massive archipelago in the same weekend. Um, with uh, okay. us, each of us just adding a ton of games into it. And um, and maybe That's even so much some fun. extra stretch goals to do some more co-op games down the road. So mm-hmm. um, That's cool. Yeah, so it'll be really fun. One of the stretch goals might be an Elden Ring seamless co-op mod run. So uh, <laughs> that would be really cool because Keys has only played like one Dark Souls game. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, that should have already happened, I think. But you can go catch the VODs, I guess, uh, by the time this comes out. Heck yeah. And Luigi, what do you got coming up? Tell us about you and where people can find you. Still working through uh, Tears of the Kingdom on Chat of the Wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to keep playing that game for a <laughs> while. I don't know when we're going to stop. I it, Just no clue. It's really good. <laughs> uh, and um, I think we're to this point. When you hear this, we will have done the Fire Temple, but I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> Come check out Chat of the Wild for all of your Tears of the Kingdom book clubbery. I don't know. We play the game. We share our secrets and the things we find. I tell you how to beat Lionels in an audio format. It's great. Come check it out. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and I'm Ruby. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash rubyheart. Uh, I am a actor, streamer, and speedrunner. Uh, I kind of switch out now between several games on which one I'm focusing. And for this month, I am back to my OG speedrun, which is Shadow of the Colossus. I haven't put legitimate... There's lots of new tasty stuff. Yeah, well, I, I haven't put legitimate work into that game for a year. And then I came back to it and got... Like, again, the two PBs, it still blows my mind. And <laughs> I keep getting more and more rainbow splits. I, I feel the big PB coming. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, yeah, like, I, I'm just hanging around playing games and ukulele. So feel free to come hang out. Uh, and to all of you who uh, listen to the show, thank you so much for all your support. And uh, Metroid Dread overall, I would say, like, yeah solid like <laughs> eight out of ten speed run uh, uh just to watch that was super fun bonkers mm-hmm. yeah very cool yeah uh if you want to hear our commentary um 
there is a place you can do that. You can support the show. It's it's a Patreon. You know the drill. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com slash possibly bad. What was it? What is it, Tops? I was Patreon.com slash possibly bad. It's, yeah. Thank oh, is that what you did, Ruby? Oh, did, hang on. Uh, I think it's Patreon.com slash possibly bad. <laughs> uh, and shout That's outs, right. Shout out to uh, our new patrons because we had a few new, new patrons this month. So, yeah. Um, thank, thank you so you much. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it really helps us out a lot, folks. And uh, also just spread the word about the podcast. If you know somebody who has a long commute to work or just loves speed running and, uh, you know, it could it goes a long way. Honestly, it, it helps us out a lot. So just uh, yeah, let folks know. Or if you want to see something more from us, let us know. You can always join the Discord um, by link your Patreon or I think we've got like a link pinned on Twitter or something maybe. Um <laughs> Uh, to mm-hmm. the Discord and um, maybe I think so. I don't remember. I, it's not even called Twitter anymore. Who fucking cares? Um, oh right, that's right. X. It's, it's Twitter. <laughs> Go to Hobbs's Twitch stream and type in exclamation point Discord. Yeah, um, yeah. Show up in my chat. Exclamation point Discord. But yeah, let us know there. Let us know in comments on the on the episodes or um, on the Patreon posts as well. If uh, if there's anything that you want to see more of from from us from the NFSR crew, uh, we'll be excited to have Brad back with us next time. Hopefully, unfortunately, he couldn't make it today. And he's being a hero for a wedding. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next hey. time. Bye. Farewell. through that. Wow.